of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow Triple Seven Radio. This is episode 280. It is a bonus episode for the so-called Holy Day, and actually, we're releasing this on a Holy Day. Low point of the sun, great conjunction up above our heads. Uh, for most of us in the United States, I believe that will actually occur when Venus and Jupiter, uh, uh, Saturn and Jupiter, are a little bit over the eastern horizon. Anyhow, we have a special episode here. Uh, Jason Lindgren is with me. David Weiss is with us, and we will be doing the 12 hoaxes of Christmas as our bonus episode. As you may recall, we've been kind of nuggets to the bulkhead since 311. And when they ramped up this nonsense to attempt to lock down the world forever, we doubled down and we went as hard as we can. But there's also another thing I want to mention here. We have Alex Michael. For people who don't know who Alex Michael is, he's the man who wrote the Crow 777 intro and outro music. There's three versions um, of the music, and it's top-notch. And he has written a new tune that is currently a demo that we're going to run right here in the intro. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a fine, chilly good morning it is. We're going to be low on time. Welcome, Mr. David Weiss. Hey, Jason and Crow. Glad to be here. And Alex. Right. And welcome, Alex. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Didn't expect so, this today. <laughs> <laughs> People should know. They're going to ask, so I'll just say it. You can find Alex Michael on YouTube as Flat Earth Man. You can also look him up online as Conspiracy Music Guru. And his YouTube channel is probably the easiest hit if you just do Flat Earth Man. But Alex, you just released a demo that's pretty much saying what everyone's feeling. And it's a hell of a tune, man. Thanks very much. Yeah, it, um, it sort of fell out of me, really. Um, before we came on air, Dave, David Weiss said to me, well, did you make that in a day, being sarcastic? And I said, well, actually, yeah, I did. It was just a poem in my phone. And then I got into the studio on two consecutive afternoons and just sort of laid the guitars down and uh, let some frustration out. And uh, it's resonating with a lot of people already. And I only put it out a couple of hours ago and it's getting a lot of shares because I think everybody's feeling the same way uh, of the lyrics that are in that song. And the song's called I Told You So. And I think we're getting our I told you so moment really about now. It's a really good time to release that. I don't think I'm going to release it as a single. It's just a demo. Uh, it's on my channel at the moment. But yeah, I think a great veil is lifting from the eyes of man slowly. And us conspiracy nut jobs are getting to say, told you so. Well, so, so much for conspiracy. It's a reverse conspiracy. The conspiracy is on the other side of the table at this point. But I woke up to do what I do every morning and go through my onslaught of emails and three or four people had put it in my inbox. And so when I went and checked out your channel, it, it had just gone up today and it's already making the rounds. And I know, Jason, you just heard it. Quite a rocking song, eh? Oh, it was great. Absolutely. So I think what we, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this before we jump in. Um, none of this is going to run on social media anywhere for obvious reasons. We're doing the 12 hoaxes of Christmas. And uh, I think it'll be interesting, Alex, to see in the old days where there was still some sanity left in the world, if you were doing music or comedy, you could say just about anything you wanted. And so songs like the one you just wrote, it's going to be a real test to see where we are. Will social media put up with it? And who gives a damn if they don't? Uh, that's not my point. But to go against a thing like this is to clearly state your position. And their time is going to come, to quote Led Zeppelin. There is going to be an aha moment here. This house, house cards is coming down. It's just a, a question of how long we've got to endure this complete onslaught for world control. But as I have said so many times, you build a castle on sand and it's not lasting through the test of time. And everything we've seen here is built on lies. So, Alex, would you like to say anything before you before we put on the track? No, just uh, I, I want to sort of pick up on, on when you was talking about when you put a comedic spin or a satirical spin on a song and you, and you deliver this message with humor. It seems to bypass the algorithms to a certain extent. You know, my channel has been relatively unscathed. I know they they censor things like the shape of the earth. I mean, YouTube have been very open about that, but I haven't had any strikes or, or, or I haven't had my take my channel taken down. I mean, you know, I might be able to be speaking too soon here, but when it comes to this, if if I put a comedic spin on it and uh, you know and put it out as satire, then I seem to be getting away with it to uh, to some extent. 
Well, you should be able to. And I'll point out another thing. Um, people should be moving away from Google search engines. Right now, the content that we've done on fake space and fake moon landings is damn near the only thing you can pull up anymore um, because you know where it resides. If you do searches for like hoax shootings or fake moon landings, you're getting damn near bupkis at this point. But without much further ado, Jason, why don't you queue up the track and one, let everyone... One, one thing, Crow, at the beginning... Uh, he's known as Flat Earth Man. His YouTube channel for those new people is Conspiracy Music Guru, not Flat Earth Man. Conspiracy oh. Music Guru. Three words. You can't miss it. There it is. I always get it backwards. And by the way, Alex, Michael, uh, the door is open. When you're ready to come back on, send me an email. Uh, I know we were thinking about doing it last spring and then this happened. But anytime you're ready, just fire me off one and we'll get you on the on the schedule. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much. I, I had planned to do something, a documentary on the, the history of the 432 change, who did it, why did it, who was behind it, you know, that kind of thing. So once I got that information together, I'll, I'll shoot you an email. But uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Perfect. That's quite a tale. All right. Without further ado, Jason, go ahead and queue up the track and uh, happy holy day for everyone listening. One, two, three, four. I told you so. I told you, I told you so, I told you, remember when I told you about 9-11, remember when I told you about building 7, Remember when I told you about the fluoride in the water? Yes, I did. Remember when I told you about the new world order? Remember that? Remember when I told you about the chemtrails in the sky? Remember when I told you that NASA was full of lies? Remember when I told you about the ultra mind control? Well, I just want to say that I told you so, yeah. Remember when I told you about 432 hurts, that is. And what Fall 40 can do to you, it hurts my ears. Remember when I told you about the vaccine agenda? Yes, I did. And that Michelle Obama is a transgender. Yes, he is. The dinosaur fraud, the climate change scam, and yes, Sandra Bullock is also a man. Remember when I told you that there ain't no globe? Well, I just want to say that I told you so. 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 Remember when I told you about the TV flicker rate? And how it puts your brain in an alpha state? Remember when I told you about germ theory? Remember when I told you about gravity? Remember that? Remember when I told you about Paul McCartney? Remember when I told you about direct energy? Remember when I told you about Monsanto? Well, I just want to say that I told you so. 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 Remember when I told you about the mainstream media? 
your so-called celebrities and pedophilia. Remember that child trafficking and that Dorina Corona. Remember when I told you about the Georgia Guidestone? Remember when I told you about the false flag operation? Remember when I told you about 5G radiation? Remember that I told you that COVID was a hoax? Well, I just want to say that I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. Yeah, I told you so. All right, there it was, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, the moment I saw it come into my inbox, I mean, Alex doesn't miss. I mean, listen to the intro music for Crow Triple Seven. Everyone loved the original, which was actually under copyright, and I had rights to use, which is why I dumped it. And now everyone loves the one that replaced it all the more. But Alex, thank you so much. And I guess I should should, should ask you, um, because we know CD Baby went down. Why don't you tell people quickly where they can find you? Because I'm not even sure right now. I know we looked at CD Baby the other day, and there was a problem. So go ahead and let people know where they can find you. Yeah, that CD Baby thing is interesting, because they took their online store down at the end of March this year, almost like they had forewarning of what was to come. So that's suspicious, don't you think? But yeah, as, uh, as David said, just remember three words, conspiracy music guru. And if you get your music from iTunes, type conspiracy music guru into iTunes. If you get it from Amazon, conspiracy music guru. So just those three words and conspiracymusicguru.com. You can find me on Facebook as well. So uh, yeah, three words, conspiracy music guru. All right, there it is. Thank you so much, Alex Michael. And this will be releasing on the low point of the sun. And I consider that an actual holy day, not this kind of made-up materialism we're all experiencing as we head into so-called Christmas, uh, where the man in red comes down your fiery chimney. It's not what it appears to be. But thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And have a great show. And keep fighting a good fight. Laters. Cheers. Later. All right, so who's ready for some ho-ho hoaxes? I guess we're ready to jump in. Are we gonna? Are we just gonna do them? Or are we gonna state them up front? Well, for the first hoax, let's go back in time to a time when America was a little more true to itself. I think we could say, and that is a day on December seventh, nineteen forty-one. That will live in infamy. That it will. Something happened there, but I don't think it quite happened the way that the general public was told. And we did a whole lot of stuff on this with Mr. John Ford. Oh, let's see. That's got to be a while back now. About a year, right? Yeah, there's, you know, we're talking about Pearl Harbor here, of course. And there's really, for, for a higher mind that's tuned in, there's two things you need to know about this event. To know that it's complete hogwash, that it's a staged event, and one of the earliest kind of push, well, you could say this of any war, but this particular event, which they labeled as living on an infamy, they were telling the truth. But it was heavily featured on a special edition of Brady Bunch. There's your first clue. There's something burning in the kitchen. And secondarily, as we got into the ground zero era, which is another clue, when you hear branded words to identify an event, you're being branded. You're being turned into a product. You constantly heard that we needed a new Pearl Harbor-like event. If you really knew nothing else of any of this, those two things would be sufficient for you to say not buying. But there's oh so much more, isn't there? I mean, do you want to jump in on this at all, Dave or Jason? You guys have really covered it. Pearl Harbor is not my expertise, but uh, it's so clear and obvious that it wasn't what they said. Um, we could do a whole show on it, but uh, I'd like to press forward, Jason. Well, what we do know is even mainstream documents have said that things did not go as just generally accepted in your high school textbook, let's say. Uh, it's been admitted that there was information available about what was going to go on, and the whole thing just is not as described. And then we have Mr. Major, director, filmmaker coming in and painting the picture that they wanted to paint. So there you have it. Well, it's, it's, yeah. When, when you look at what John Ford did, they were pushing two, there's two Pearl Harbor related 
things that they always run or used to run on television, like on TCM, Turner Classics or something like that. John Ford, a big Hollywood muckety-muck. And you go back, if you want to know, ping us an email. Rose will direct you to the John Ford episode where we really take this apart. Point is, is they get a, a Hollywood director. They give him his own unit. He goes out to make a movie on Pearl Harbor. But here's another tell before I explain what Ford did briefly. And by the way, everything Ford did is made up. There is not a shred of real combat. I think the other one's Midway. I don't remember. It's Pearl Harbor and Midway or something. Not a shred of real combat like you're being told you're watching. Uh, And I was a Marine. I know what the hell I'm talking about. And I was a, a Marine during the first Gulf War, by the way. But when you see South Park or Family Guy or anything of this sort making fun of one of these so-called tragic events, you should instantly know you're being made fun of. When people really get killed in a tragic way in this world, it is not made fun of. It is not. And the reason, if for no other, is there would be family members that would be incensed that some cartoon on television made fun of the loss of their family member. And that's just the basis of it. But to get back to Ford, there are scenes in the Pearl Harbor thing. It's all reconstructed. And again, it's the same problem. If we lost all these servicemen and all this terrible things happen, where do you find the gall to make a fiction film and then try to pass it off as real? Which, by the way, a year ago, it was finally labeled as propaganda film on TCM. Finally, up to that point, never. And they only said it once and they listed it once in the TV listings. So it's like everything else. They spend a year lying. Then at some point they come for five seconds and say, oh, that was all a lie. But in the Ford movie, the one thing that really sticks out that anyone could go check out is they're on an airfield and you're being told those damn Jap zeros are coming in to bomb the airfield. What's actually going on there is the bombs are already embedded in the tarmac. Nothing falls from the planes. Every explosion is already in the ground. Secondarily, and it was luck that we had some aeronautic buffs that watched it, that caught our coverage, came back and identified that those are not Japanese zeros. Those were actually America. I forget what it was, whether it was a Mustang. I'm sorry if I'm messing that up. I don't recall. It was like a Mustang or something, American plane painted to be a Japanese zero. That's the goal. But in the other one, which I think is Midway, this is where John Ford tries to claim he was wounded and gets a Purple Heart. And I'm calling Poppy Cock all day long. If you go listen to that one, there is a grandmother's voice behind the thing, just pulling on the heartstrings the whole time. Oh, look at that poor boy. Get him the help he needs. It's unreal to watch it now because we've come through a bit of media since the time that that was played on our newsreel. And that's the other thing. These things I'm talking about back in the day, you had to go to a movie theater and catch the newsreel at the beginning of the film. You got one shot at it. That's it. And that's how they pulled this stuff off. Is it true that uh, they uh, pulled all of the newer ships out and brought all of the older ships in to be destroyed? Of course it is, because they had to have a war, right? right. So if truly the whole Pacific fleet was there and lost, and, and another tell is go scrutinize the Arizona that's still leaking oil into that harbor, by the way. Every time you see an aerial shot of it, there's like gas and oil in the water still supposedly coming out of that thing. But for reference, go, go watch the Brady Bunch. And so what they're trying to pull off is saying, oh, the Brady's, everyone loves the Brady's. And so they're going to go honor this tragic event in American history. It's the reverse of that. What they're trying to do is sink that fish hook so deep into your mind that you accept the narrative. And they're doing it on the back of a beloved TV show. And if you go back now to things like the Brady's and look at the UFO episode, look at the Joe Namath episode, look at any of the damn episodes that have anything to do with social, you can see that almost the entirety of the purpose of that episode was to socially program. And women's rights, it goes on and on. The the era of the day, which myself and Weiss were alive in, from the clothes to the culture, that's how it was created. This was not spontaneous culture in the 60s, and Jason and I have done a lot to cover it, but all right, there's my bit on all that. All right, so that was number one. Number two, the USS Liberty. Now, this is the excuse used to kick the Vietnam conflict, and I'm not going to call it a war because it's not an official war. I know we've covered this many times, but World War II was the last time that the United States actually officially went to war. And I would say that that's a significant thing. 
everything that has happened afterwards is not an official war by Congress. And we know the reason we start to understand the reasons for that and the legal episodes we've done, because when you do a declaration of war, a whole other set of things is on the table and expected. When you never declare war, then what are the rules? Does anyone know the rules? So the official date for this is June 8th, 1967. And from that point on, the Vietnam conflict was in full swing. And well, that one definitely tore apart the country. Well, let's do the same thing we just did. There's only one thing you need to know about this nonsense. The admiral in charge, named Morrison, had a son. Can anyone guess who his son is? It was Jim Morrison of the Doors. And so, in essence, what was going on is Jim Morrison was at home in the counterculture, shaping what they wanted America to become culturally. Now, overseas, his old pop was starting a fake war based on lies. And I I haven't looked at this in so long. Was it the Pentagon Papers that later come out that admit this whole thing is a lie? I forget what it was. But at some point, they do the revelation of method. Oh, my God, look at these papers that we just found. And this is all not what we thought it was. And so they have relieved themselves of the historical issue they have created for when they're discovered, which is so much of it. And I'm not, I'm not kidding you. If you know some very basic things about how this system works and you can ever relate it to Hollywood or fame, you know what you're looking at. And you don't need to know all the details. You don't need to know the who, what, how, why, where, when. All you really need to know is, is this real or is it Memorex? And I'm here to tell you, once again, if you knew nothing else than the connection of the admiral in charge and his rock star son, you would need to know nothing else to classify this as poppycock. Okay, so let's move on to the big one. September 11th, 2001. Now, a lot of people argue over the details, but there's one thing for certain with this whole event, and that's that it was a setup of some sort to take the country and the world in a very different direction than it had been for decades. Well, this this is kind of fortuitous. We're releasing this episode as a Holy Day bonus on the Great Conjunction, which happens to fall, which is rare. I think 800 years ago was last time on, on the low point of the sun, the solstice. The last time this Great Conjunction that we're going to experience on the day this released uh, was the preceding astronomical event that led into 911. So you can see what's going on here with the sky clock. But Weiss, I'm guessing you've got a litany of 9-11. There's so much to talk about on 9-11. You know, there, and as you said, there's a lot of disagreement on what actually happened. You know, were there planes? What, were the buildings preloaded with explosives? Did they use some secret weapon? How many people died? Did any people die? Did the buildings have anybody in them? And there's more and more proofs of some of these things that are coming out. But it is evidently clear that the official story is the most ridiculous conspiracy theory ever created. Let's let's ask some simple questions here. It, does, it doesn't make a fig bit of difference what the particulars were. Correct. Um, you, you can use common sense to apply some of it, but I'm not going to because it just starts arguments. What's really important is the logic that can be applied to what you now know about this event. For instance, what does this tell us about airlines, everybody? They're complicit. Every airline you will ever get on was complicit with the kickoff of the beginning of the fall of America, which we are now experiencing in spades in the year 2020, which we don't really need to define because everybody has added up to their eyeballs with the nonsense and lies. But you can extrapolate that out. If that massive corporation and it's many corporations, because it's all airlines that had to be involved in that extrapolate it out. And what you begin to realize is that corporations are the bane of human existence. And the entirety of this episode that we are about to run can be hung at the doorstep of corporation. Just a a real quick note on the airlines. There's about 35 flights from the East Coast to the West Coast early in the morning on that day. Um, It it averages 30 to 35 every weekday. And they're very busy flights. They're usually sold out on the morning of 9-11 All the flights were sold out with standing room only, except the four flights that were allegedly hijacked. Two of them weren't scheduled to even fly, but they all had 30, you know, 20, 30 percent people and the rest were empty seats. That's an impossibility. And 
that tells you right there. And then on the, you know, out of that 30%, we had lots of famous people, Marky Mark, who missed his flight and uh, the Simpsons guy, or I forget who, but there was so many people with their stories, how they were, they were late, they were hungover, whatever, and they missed their flight. That would be Mr. Seth MacFarlane of Family Guy fame. There's your Hollywood connection. Marky Mark, the big producer now, was a music rap star, sex model for underwear or something. And he becomes one of the main shakers in Hollywood, a big production guy. There's your connection. Once you know these things. Right. And then if you look at the numbers, you know, this is the whole ritual with the King Solomon building and the twin towers, the two pillars. Flight 93, in my opinion, can't prove it, was supposed to fake hit building seven. Uh, but something went wrong in the simulation. They couldn't fake it, so they had to fake crash it with the most ridiculous story ever, that it crashed so hard that the ground liquefied, swallowed it so deep, and then resolidified that they can never get it out. Okay, that's the official story. People don't even believe the official story because it's so stupid. But 93 is, uh, you probably know more about the occultic uh, meaning of 93, but flight 11 and 175, I, I know that, I think it was 11 wasn't scheduled, scheduled to fly, but maybe 175 also. 11 and 175 hit the two towers. If you add them together and divide by two, what do we get? 93. It's, it's all numerically driven, and there's been so many people that can do this. But here's the thing. Uh, recently, I've been telling folks to go out. If you're interested in the Bible and you're interested in Christianity, but you're tired of the surface narrative you've been fed your whole life, go get Meditations on the Tarot. Go get the book. Now, in there, one of the things under the Pope card, which is the fifth major arcana, they're going to talk about the pillars, Joaquin and Boaz and all the old alchemical meanings that went with it. Sometimes you will see the pillars as red and blue. Uh, When you see that, it's about respiration. The blue, oxygen-free, and toxic-laden blood is moving up to the heart, and then it gets cleaned out, dumps off its toxic payload, and gets reoxygenated, and then the red comes down. But that's the microcosm of a human being. The esoteric meaning on a higher level is how we communicate with divinity. The blue pillar would be going up to divinity and the red one down. They destroyed those pillars. When you start to concentrate on the things, and by the way, how in the hell is it that at ground zero, the obelisk from 2001 is there? You know, that this one of the main reasons we had Michael Hoffman on, besides the fact that he's co-author of one of the most important texts that shows people how the root world really works, called King Kill 33. When I first hooked up with him, when we were lining him up here, he sent me a single line in an email that said, welcome to the blackjack. I knew exactly what he meant because we're coming into 2021. There's your blackjack. All right. 2001, the movie. There's your blackjack. 2001, the year. 9-11, there's your blackjack. I knew exactly what he was getting at, and they have the balls to put the Millennium Hotel, which used to openly on its website admit that it was made from the monolith in the movie 2001. And again, where, where did we just make a connection to Hollywood? If you can get within a stone's throw of Hollywood on any event, you should automatically have dismissed it as unacceptable, to, to be perfectly clear here. But there is evil afoot here. Because people see these events and they think it's just about your freedom. Let let me tell you something. This is about your spiritual life of a human being with the divine spark. Do you believe that a human being goes on from here? You better damn well be careful what you sign and what you participate in. Because everything about this is about crushing your divine possibilities. You take that shot in your arm. What have you done? And when you start to truly understand the occult aspects of why this was done, why is everything encoded? Why are there two pillars? When you get back to common sense and natural science and alchemy and the truths that are held in Christian mysticism and other religions around this world, this is full frontal spiritual warfare right now on your doorstep. And do not be fooled. The way they get away with this is it is a spiritual war and this stuff is beyond even as far as I can imagine. I I don't understand uh, some of the stuff they do. But um, one of the things that's ignored a lot is what they did to the American money in the 1990s leading up to 9-11. They changed slightly all of the bills except the one dollar bill, which is just an occultic nightmare of, of symbols. 
but they change them. And when you fold them up in the shape of an airplane, it literally tells the entire story of 9-11. Now I could say, oh, you fold up one. It looks like the towers a little bit. No, no, it looks exactly like the towers. But if you fold them all up, the 5, 10, 20, 50, and 100, it tells the whole story of 9-11 and Washington Square Park and the ridiculous uh, renovation they did moving the fountain um, they spent like $18 million moving the fountain and they didn't even move it to where it should be uh, as far as design. They moved it to where it worked for the 9-11 story. On top of that, you had the Rockefellers who were all behind the building of these buildings uh, with the plan of taking them down in 33 years with his office being the single best balcony position to view the movie of 9-11 of the towers. So looking into all of that, it, it's it's undeniable what's going on. I'm going to give you guys a link. You can put it in the show notes um, of a video called Rockefeller, 9-11 Rockefellers and the Money. It's a 20-minute video. If you haven't seen it, um, you must see it. And also, at the beginning, it ties the symptom, Simpsons in. When they say they're all going to New York, Bart shows a wad of money with uh, for nine, is like $9 for the magazine, and then the 11 is the building. But people don't realize the symbolism of holding the money in front of the building, because what does everyone in America and the world worship the dollar? All right, let's get into the money for a second. I'll give Jason a shot before we move on. But why is it about the money? Well, we all know it's the control mechanism and it's got zero value and we're all foolish because we act as if it has value. But what's on the money? There's the tell dead presidents, dead death, this whole death based system on underneath everything and the spiritual nature of what's going on, uh, we have become very used to these dead men on our money that never had our best interests or never governed as they had us convinced they were. And what's more, lied about who they are and who they're related to and the whole bloodline game. But when you see death, you, you are looking at the foundations of everything that is going on. Um, this is about crushing the higher living ability of a human being with the divine spark with a death-based system who apparently lost their ticket if i had to venture a guess and this is an educated guess they're done they don't go on from here they're spent they they traded their ticket for whatever the hell they're after here that's what i would suspect and by the way in the light of egypt the whole chapter on the dark satellite so it may be hard for some to understand a lot of it's couched in allegory and esotericism. That dark satellite gives you something important. And this is the problem with us talking. You know, you hear about these. What, what is it being infected with a demon? I forget the word everyone uses. This is why we occasionally hint to it, but we don't talk about it. And the reason we don't talk about it is because I can't produce evidence that means a damn thing. But when you logically work out why a living man or a woman would even participate in this you start to be faced with some pretty stark realities. In its place, there is now the One World Trade Center. Make of that name as you will. But the entirety of the 2001 event really did something that, I don't know if the bad guys planned it this way or not, but there wasn't really much of a truth movement before September 11th, 2001. Now, so many people were questioning so many narratives all over the place, not just the events of September 11th. And here we are two decades later. A lot of people just don't accept the mainstream narrative of a lot of different situations. Yeah, people, people need to get another thing straight as we move along here. The only thing that matters is the sky clock. That's it. And that sounds a blunt thing to say, and it is a blunt thing to say. But if you want to understand this world, that was the be all and end all the heavenly idea the clock that runs this place the only thing that man cannot affect per se directly um, that was going to mark off where we are and what's going on all of it all of it 9 11 the numbers are derived from the sky clock there's metonic cycles of the moon 19 years there's 11 cycles of the sun even saturn has a what is it 20 is it a 29 i forget what it is it's a 9 11 encode the, the actual uh, one of the orbit or the measured orbit of Saturn or so-called orbit of Saturn. So if you want to know things in this world to include the deeper meanings of things in the religious traditions you're following and you have not incorporated the sky clock, then you are walking blind. And that is the truth. I assure you that is the truth. And one other item I just want to point out because it's going to tie to some of the other hoaxes we're going to get into is they always 
put in the most ridiculous clue. The way we knew who these hijackers were was after the plane went through the building and completely dissolved, the passport landed on the ground and not by a random person, by an FBI agent's feet who picked it up and it had an un, you know, burnt passport showing us who the hijacker was. So how many hijackers were there? Uh, 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, it's a coincidence. Wow. But that right there, did they do that on purpose, Crow? Or is that just they're lame at making stories? The way the media is run, people have no idea. Jason and I have touched on it. Um, Tavistock and, and the old kind of social engineering places, which have become carte blanche, the most, some of the most powerful places in the world, they have quantified how media works and what it does to the human mind. So every one of these stories, you may not be able to nail down all the nuts and bolts of it, but you can rest assured that it's been worked out to a 98% certainty that the effect over the broadest swath of society will change minds in the way they want to see. And some of it to a person who can see a little bit seems so beyond ridiculous. And yet you'll go to your neighbor's house and they'll be like, oh my God, did you see what that FBI agent found? And oh my God, you know, and you can see the power of these kinds of techno spells. And to be perfectly clear, the underlying basis of this death-based kind of assault on your spirituality, it's all founded. Well, I'll, I'll save this for a minute. Go ahead, Jason. We got to push through. Right. So let's talk about July 7th, 2005, or what's commonly known as the 7-7 London bombings. And if you need a refresher, the official story says that it's a series of coordinated Islamic suicide attacks targeting commuters traveling on the city's buses. So here you have the I.N. Zion idea, the, the double seven, uh, misused. And this is the problem we have with folks online who see the misuse of symbols and numbers and letters and all these things, and they say, oh, that's evil. It's like the number 666. I'm guessing a very small percentage of the people listening have any idea what the actuality of that number is. As a matter of fact, I'll underscore it right here. You can go back to the old esoteric, provable, true things that are based in nature. There are two numbers that can be considered evil, two out of the Deccan. The one will always be the God idea. The 10 is perfection in this system. And guess what? The one is in the 10. It will always reduce back to restart the cycle. As long as every number you see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, is in the Deccan or the 10, there is no evil number to be found in nature. When two numbers are removed from the Deccan, they are evil on their face. One of them is two. Now you understand a little more about 11. The other one is five, the pentagram, which is also the fifth card in the tarot, the Pope. When you start to understand what has been hidden from us and what is going on, you begin to realize that everything is a choice. All of this is choices that we make. And if we get sucked in to some evil nonsense and convinced that the world around us is evil, then we've lost. We've already lost a, a, a part of our divine spark to darkness. Because, as I will say again, when in the Deccan or comprised in the natural world, no number on its own in and of itself is evil. And so now you know something about why Mr. Crowley who did this world no service, said that 11 was the evilest of numbers. And if you can look at any of these things we're covering and not understand the leveraging of these dark side kind of, I don't know, hermetic ideas maybe, hermeticism gone the wrong way, then you're missing the boat here. But the main point is, is this world is beautiful. It's perfect in its delivery, and it does not have to be like the way we're all living. But it will be the way we are all living until a lion's share of people have said, we've had enough of your nonsense. It's really that simple. Right. And the 7-7 the bombing, like 9-11 and all the other ones we're going to be talking about, happened to have a drill going on. On 9-11, there was over a dozen drills of hijacked airplanes crashing into buildings, all sorts of stuff to cause confusion or maybe to... Um, encant the actual event to help bring it in spiritually. On, on, on the 7-7 bombing, they had three bombs going off at the exact same locations that the real bombs went off at the same time. How can you explain that away? The problem is that information is out there. It's not denied. 
and people still buy it. Well, what happens is they don't deny any of it. What they do is they scrub the internet and yeah. they make you, they, they also redirect. Oh, you posted this. Well, you're kind of a criminal here because this is against our guidelines, which is a complete redirect. What are you talking about? We're talking about a world event which changed everything, and you're here to tell me I can't talk about it? That's the real picture. But the way they do everything is kind of so underhanded. And again, the old Frankfurt School, Tavistock, the work that was done by Carl Jung and the Fruit Dude, these are the windows that were used by the power centers to learn how to hack the human mind. And so when you watch your TV, I'm sorry to tell you that your mind is being hacked every second, sometimes much more than others, but you're hey, being hacked. Crow, I just want to throw in, um, I'm, I'm assuming above 99% of your subscribers are aware of 9-11 and most of the other things we're talking about, that there are hoaxes. And you guys are listening and you can confirm and, and know most of what we're saying. But when you're trying to talk to new people, friends and family, you're trying to wake them up. This show isn't just going to do it. This show will say, all right, show me more. And you can no longer find that on YouTube. There is a website, stoplookthink.com, that has most of what we're talking about tonight, especially 9-11. It has everything from the, you know, the moving bridges, the fakery on every level. There's tons of information there. So anybody that wants to find a video to sit down with a loved one or a friend, that's the place. Stoplookthink.com. All right. The next one up, Jason, is um, was carefully timed to the Mayan end of the world nonsense they had going on then. Uh, but this event Jason's about to introduce is the one where everything went sideways. Almost seemed like they were so complacent and lazy, but I had never seen a larger turnover of minds than I did on this event. Right. Well, while there were shootings of a sort that took place before the year 2012. 2012 is really what kicked off this modern era of all these shootings that are just, the stories are so full of holes, it's like you shot it up yourself. There's two events, actually. We'll do an honorable mention for what they call the Batman shootings. That was the Aurora, Colorado on July 20th, 2012. But the big one, and it's a big one, was the Sandy Hook situation on December 14th, 2012. And the entire story of the mainstream narrative is absurd, to say the least. As soon as you start looking at it, it immediately starts to fall apart. I don't think we had another event up to that point where instantly the people who were acting in these events, the people who were putting up pages to take donations, were busted royal. Um, it was one thing after another, and uh, back in the day, I think Jungle Surfer was one of the first persons who applied logic, not getting caught up in the nonsense at the time, and said, well, let's go look at the internet record. Oh, guess what? There's been no internet service to this building for something like five years. As it began to mount, there was no defending this. And really, if I had to venture at what kicked off the online censorship, this is where it starts, because they had a problem immediately after Sandy Hook. Well, it's something Rose noticed right away, and it's something she has to deal with all the time, which is why it stuck out to her. There were no handicapped spaces readily available at the building. Yeah, that's interesting, too, because uh, everywhere there's procedural law that everyone has to follow in the systems. It's never going to happen. It is never going to happen at an official building like a school nope. or a, a public works of any kind. It's never going to happen that there aren't handicapped spaces. It's just not. This is supposed to be a very good school that people want to send their kids to. But if you look at the crime scene photos, the bushes are overgrown. There's there's wires hanging around. There's mold in the school. The decorations in the school don't match the season in some places. None of it makes any sense. And then the story of Adam Lanza with his amazing shooting record, better than any anyone ever in any war or any story or any movie. Basically, he killed everybody so much, so fast that they didn't let any paramedics in, no doctors in. They, pronou they pronounced them dead. They, that's who are they, um, and no parents were allowed in, and everybody was okay with that. Another thing is the ambulances parked at the fire station. They didn't come all the way to the school. When does that happen? Okay. Well, there's, there's another thing that's kind of disturbing about this is as I began to do research on this and knew from the get-go, 
I was not fooled for a second. There were numbers of people online at that point who were doing everything they could. There was Dave J. There was the surfer. There were other people who were instantly clued in and knew what was going on, probably maybe five or 10. And the, the top three or four were really the best at, at this and had been clued in for a while. But the truth of it is, is it appears that the entirety of that town, Newtown, was actually built, put on the map and populated to do this event. And we never finished. I never finished doing all of that because at some point I just, I, it's like walking in dog crap. At some point you get tired of walking in dog crap um, to prove a point. And I couldn't do it anymore. But as I started going on my own research, I was coming to the conclusion. I never finished out that the entirety of that town was actually put on the map to do this event. Crow, the, and I've always written this off as a coincidence, but Route 84 is how you get there in Connecticut. And you know what exits Sandy Hook are start and end with? What's that? Exit 9 to exit 11. Of course, um, because you see, this is what Downard and Michael Hoffman, the co-author of King Kill 33, gave us the most important books that you could ever get your hands on. Because as far as I know, no one else ever did it. And if they hadn't done it, then we would still be groping in the dark to put together what we can now so easily know. This is geomancy. This is the use of symbols. This is spiritual warfare of the highest order. And, you know, people people in a regular workaday life, when they're confronted with this, they don't, they get scared. They don't want to admit that the world they thought they knew is a freaking hellhole at the moment. They don't want to face that. But I got news for everyone listening. There's goblins free, man. There's demons free on the earth, and they're coming for everything. Will you stand against it, or will you bow down like a scared child in the middle of the night? Because that's where we are now. Crow, one of the... Yeah, I've made my decisions and everyone needs to make your decision. I've already decided that I'll go all the way if I have to, because I know that I go on from here. So the choices that I make here provide a path that I will still continue. And so what we're going to add, Dave? Good point. Now, the, one of the things that it, it short circuits a lot of people and you say, why would they do this? But when you understand this is a, a spiritual war working deep inside our subconscious, right after Sandy Hook at the... At the Super Bowl, Jennifer Hudson sang with the with the um, 26 Sandy Hook students. And, you know, if one or two of them looked like an older version of the victims, all right, that's the lookalike game. But they all did. You can you can match them all up with their younger selves. So I'm claiming that the people that sang for Sandy Hook at the Super Bowl were older versions of these kids. And the pictures that we saw were old photos that were rescanned and uh, and uploaded to jerk at our heartstrings. And this way, when we're remembering Sandy Hook like a month later or whatever it was, you're staring into the faces of all of those little kids that you think are dead. And what that does to you spiritually, energetically is beyond anything that I can describe. But people that don't ever want to believe that Here's a question. If if you had kids from your hometown, you know, that had this horrible shooting represent you at the Super Bowl, don't you think the home paper would honor them, interview them? Don't you think there'd be lots of stories? Of course there would. There'd be tons of honoring and plaques and and ceremonies, but there was nothing. As a matter of fact, there's not 26 kids that are missing from the shooting at Sandy Hook. There's now 52 kids because those 26 kids that the NFL will not release their names are missing. They've never been seen again after they sang at the Super Bowl. The superb owl, I think you mean. Yeah, and here's the thing. This is how they insulate it, because they make you afraid to challenge the possibility that you might be wrong and that those kids are somehow involved in a tragedy. But if you've got a higher mind, you're not going there. You're not afraid. Because one of the first things that happened at Sandy Hook was... Us people with internet technology degrees, I was one of them. There were these donate sites that had already pulled in quickly a million dollars. We went and looked up the server record, and it was built three days before Sandy Hook happened. Correct. At that point, you cannot go back again. Either you tell me you got a time machine and prove it, or you're screwed. I couldn't even imagine if my dog died at doing what people like Robbie Parker did. He's up there a day or two after making the speech. He plugged his GoFundMe three times during during that speech. I you wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to talk. And then on top of that, the McDonald's family 
um, on StopLookThink.com under Sandy Hook, there's a, this is a test of your intelligence video that I made about the McDonald's family. They were interviewed by, guess who, Anderson Cooper, and they were smiles and giggling and no tears and no rings under their eyes three days after their little daughter was supposedly murdered, and they're telling stories and they're laughing. Robbie Parker was caught uh, when he was going in front of the press. He was caught off camera laughing and then breathing yeah. deeply to get into character and starts crying. On and there's also a video of him running down the, you know, running urgently in his sweatpants, you know, to the school. But then in one of his interviews, he was at the hospital and couldn't leave the hospital. So conflicting stories, which I think are done on purpose, because when you hear so many conflicting stories, your, your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind gives up it's a it's called the confusion technique and, and it, uh, that's that's how they tire your mind out it works really well and they do it everywhere all of these hoaxes one shooter two shooters no shooters adam was a shooter adam wasn't a real person i mean there's they just confuse your mind so you give up not only that we're going to get up to one that i actually predicted um uh, we were on with uh, a friend of ours jason and i and I predicted with him on the phone something like six hours before the event that there was going to be an event. Now, I wasn't able to tell you what the event would be, but it was pretty clear from everything I was seeing. Um, and that was the first time I ever had content removed from from YouTube in 2016. And I was given a strike. But I, I think that's enough for Sandy Hook's guy. It, it's. It feels dirty just to go back and even touch this, doesn't it? Absolutely. The, f the final thing is that they, they use children and emotions because when you have an emotional response to something, your logical brain shuts down and then you be just become, you know, an uh, inconsiderate crazy person for even suggesting such a thing. Two videos that you need to watch if you're new to Sandy Hook is Unraveling Sandy Hook in two, three, four, and five dimensions. And we need to talk about Sandy Hook. All of those are under hoaxes on the stoplookthink.com site. Now, I do want to ask about the new town situation, which is the name of the elementary school. Kind of a weird name, but is there anything suspicious itself about the town that you know of, David? You know, I went there a couple times after the event, and I went to the Chalk Hill School to see what was going on there when they were supposedly shipping the kids there. It, the whole town is super creepy. Uh, half the houses are empty. There's a Masonic Lodge right, right there. It's just a super creepy town, and there's so many stories that came out of Sandy Hook. Uh, you know, the, the game Scrabble came out of Sandy Hook, and there's some, if you look up the name, the decoding of Scrabble, it's all, I, I forget the exact connection, but it's pretty amazing. But yeah, the town is the creepiest town I've ever been to. I accept currently, even not having finished where I was going, they built that town for the purpose it was used for. It also implies there's 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 more the the incorporation date I've forgotten it all now but the incorporation date just all the things you can look up but I was getting down to who peopled this place and that's where I just finally walked away I didn't want anything more to do with it I was wasting my life on just black so the next one we're going to talk about but we're almost at the top of hour one here so we'll just tee up is the Boston bombing and this took place on. April 15th, 2013. And once again, when you start looking at it, just the narrative surface starts to fall apart almost immediately. There's just so much crazy stuff. And Crow and I actually did a show specifically on this way back when. Again, there's so many holes in it. It's like the bomb went off in the story. This was the same problem. Sandy Hook kicked off a YouTube extravaganza and they couldn't censor at the time like they are now. They had to creep into it. They had to pull their 2017 to start to normalize your mind to the idea that they were going to censor like they do now. But Sandy Hook unleashed. The moment the Boston bombing happened, I happened to be clicking through channels and I saw the explosion. I looked at my wife and I said, oh, another fake event. And she looked at me and said, how could you possibly know that so quick? And I looked at her and I went back to the channel and I slow-moed it, and I did everything. She goes, yeah, well, it is fake, but how did you know? I said, well, for one thing, I was a Marine, and that was a smoke bomb. A real explosion is freaking violently serious, and it changes your perception of life when you see a real explosion at that level. That was a smoke bomb. But the thing about Boston bombing is the spillover from Sandy Hook. We knew almost all the players. We had the fake people spraying blood caught throwing down the blood and the dust and all this other, it, it happened within hours or in the same hour 
as the announcement to this went. But Dave, anything you want to add? We got to wrap up our hour one. Yeah, give me just a second here. The the explosion thing, you're absolutely right. Uh, right around the explosions were beer cups on tables that did not get moved. There was a banner, a vinyl banner on a wire fence that didn't have a single hole in it, but somehow Jeff Ballman's legs were blown clean off. Uh, there's so many problems with that. And just like uh, Sandy Hook, when there was a shooting drill going on at the school right next to Sandy Hook, there was a bomb drill going off at the finish line of the Boston bombing during the marathon. You can't make this stuff up. Yeah, they announced it. They they announced announced the police announced that in so many minutes we're doing this fake bomb drill and then it all synced up and they did this as maybe an out so they could fake their way out of it. But there is no faking your way out of this. And and it got worse from there. People with limbs blown off. I got news for you. You got maybe a minute to live if your femoral artery is, you know, I I did all this in the military too. And by the way, I talked to medical professionals. You get a leg blown off. You're not long for this world if someone doesn't immediately stop the blood from gushing out of you. Anyhow, we're going to have to wrap up here, guys. Wait, 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 one last thing. One last thing, Crow. The the Hollywood connection, again, The Simpsons did an episode where during the Boston bombing, Peter made a phone call and there was an explosion calling his Arab friend or or whatever. And then he made another call at the same interval and another bomb went off. So, that's the connection there. And the if you Google 666 Boylston Street and uh, on Google Earth, guess where the pin lands? Of course, this is all geomancy. On which, the finish line, right, right on the finish line. The entirety of the route is geomancy. We looked at these things. But anyhow, I'm going to wrap it up, guys. We're going to come back and we're going to roll through the remaining hoaxes of so-called Christmas because for the most part, a lot of this has fallen off the radar with the censorship. And, you know, I, I've already told Jason, uh, there's going to come a point when I'm going to have to do the last of the Mohican speech because we're going to be the last one standing doing what we're doing. There's fewer and fewer all the time. And for many reasons, some people just get burned out, and pissed off. Other people get wiped off the map because they're relying on other sources. David, before we sign off, please give out all of your contact info. Yeah, you can find me. My YouTube channel is D-I-T-R-H, the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. And for those of you that want to learn about the true construct of our Earth, that we're not on a spinning ball, check out my app, the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. A great way to learn about definitely where you don't live and possibly where you do live. What the hell are you doing? Why is trying to pull us out of the spin cycle? How can you do such a thing? But anyhow, man, that does bring our one of 280 to a close. And on this, what I consider to be an actual holy day, I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher mind as we start the new era, which will be in about three days hence when you folks hear this on the 21st. It's a heck of a time, and what we're thinking and what we're doing are going to contribute to the new cycle. But I can assure you of one thing. When a hell of a lot of people have had enough, this ends. This is all requires your mind to be hacked, bought in, fearful, all the things, which is why we're doing this episode, to show how we got to where we were. But to further show, there were people in this world, I was one of them, who saw through it from the get-go. And we yelled from the rooftops until censorship hit. And so now it's on each of us to try to make a better way. But there it is, man. Uh, I guess if you're listening to this, you're already on the site. Hour two will run for members on Crow777radio.com. There it is, man. Cheers.
enemies of knowing. <laughs>